myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Silent nights, free agent nights, dance me to the Cubs, road down to the Bronx, JD Switch and Coast, Ben and Tandy off to the south side. The Mets fleeced Correa. Yes, the Red Sox still suck. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. This is me, Michael, and with me as always, singing uh, probably the last Christmas tune of the year, S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. Yeah, I figured, you know, we close out the uh, month of Christmas carols with my favorite Christmas carol, and that's uh, Silent Night. Heck yeah. Yeah, how we doing? Doing pretty good. Better good. than, uh, well, maybe the Giants. <laughs> well, I think with the Giants, they're going to get that banner up. You should have heard the rumors. Yeah. You know, they had Aaron Judge for about a minute, and then, <laughs> and then they had Carlos Correa for about a week. And yeah. Uh, Got screwed in both, eh? You know, win some, you lose some, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Correa was on his way to the Giants, and then overnight, well, today, <laughs> in the early morning hours, it was it was uh, thrown out that, uh, well, he's now a Met. He's going to the New York Mets on, a, I believe it's a 12-year, $315 million deal. Okay. And basically, yeah, basically with the Giants, what's going on with them? I just uh, (laughs) it was very surprising, I guess, what happened uh, basically from one of the executives came out today from the Giants front office and said uh, they didn't like what they seen in the physical. Wow. So I don't know. They're not talking about (laughs) what's that about. And basically, Scott Boris, who is uh, Carla Correa's agent, was like, well, uh, they're just prohibited from disclosing any confidential medical information, which makes sense. Yeah. So, so the Mets swooped in and did right by uh, Correa, I guess. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Mets uh, see something different than in the physical than what the Giants saw. I don't know. Something just seems a little fishy here. I, I it just seems odd. It just is it. It isn't sitting right with me. Yeah. You know. I, I don't I don't know what, but you know, I don't know if it's go, something that's lingering. Max. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If there's a, like a lingering uh, injury there that he had through last year or what, but I don't know. It just something seems fishy. But it's kind of unlike the Giants to kind of, or not the Giants, but it's unlike the the Mets to yeah. really do something like this because yeah. you remember what they did, what, a year or two ago with uh, Kumar Rocker. I mean, they basically canceled everything just because. Yeah, because, you know, uh, you know it, his, yeah, his physical looked bad or yeah, something, yeah, something yeah. Off, and they just shut the door on it. But maybe Steve Cohen's had a change of heart on this. He really just wants to win that badly, you know? Yeah. I'm looking at what, their payroll now, and it's like almost up over $100 million, almost more than the, than the Yankees. And they're going to have a luxury tax of, like 110 million, which is almost as much as some of the lower level payrolls in baseball. 
Jesus. <laughs> Between the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Mets, man. I mean, that's yeah. tons of all-star potential. I guess you could say the Rangers, too. Sure. I mean, they, they've paid a lot in yeah. free agents the last two years, and now we're seeing just stacked teams. Yeah. And we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. But, yeah, more power to the Mets. They uh, just add another big piece to their lineup. They're really going for it here. And uh, I just find it funny, too, that this happened on the day that the Yankees were introduced to Aaron Judge and their big contract. The Mets are like, no, don't worry. We're going to be the talk of the town right here with the uh, the Carlos Correa deal. So it's, uh, I, I wonder how that's even going to work, because what are they going to do? Move Lindor over to second? Yeah, yeah you got to do something like that, you know, and Jeff McNeil say. somewhere. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I think yeah. Lindor is a better shortstop than Carlos right. Correa personally, but I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, I don't know how they're going to reshift the infield here or what, but yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a crazy ass contract. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I think personally, I think just the Giants got cold feet. They yep. probably didn't fully like the Carlos Correa. I think he wasn't their first option like Darren Judge was. Right. And they were just like, well, we need a big, big splash, a big name. And yep. I think they just weren't 100% with Carlos Correa. They probably did see something in the physical that they didn't yeah, like. And it was probably it was probably something yeah. small. You I know? was going to say it was just enough to be like, all right, we can point to this uh, for us to get cold feet as to why we're uh, not doing the deal. Right. You know? like, that way, it doesn't come back to the players union. And then yeah. there's like a, a bitch about it. So one of his toes is smaller than it should be. So we're going to back yeah. out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's oh, it, it's it's a weird chain of circumstances that's yeah. happened in the, in the last week and over the course of a day here with Carlos Correa. And it was weird how the Giants were just like, yep, we're out. And also the Mets were like, all right, we're back Look, in. We're so, in. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was like, I imagine Scott Boris, Carlos Correa's agent, was basically, basically talking with those two teams. Oh, definitely. And there was probably cold feet to begin with. And then they probably were dragging their feet because remember they kind of postponed this press conference they did yep yep. because they signed them almost a week ago so yeah yeah and then yeah because usually once you sign somebody it's uh you know they'll do the presser just a couple days after that just to introduce them but yeah this was like a week so yeah it was took longer than usual which goes to your point of the giants were probably having some cold feet on the shit which I'm glad i I think this is i think if we're gonna have cold feet on a guy this would be one of the guys yep Yep. I, I, we he's were, getting paid like a tier one, and I just don't think mm-hmm. he's a tier one shortstop in this no. league. No, we talked about that last week when we were comparing yeah. the, the Bogarts and the original Giants contract for Correa. And right. we, didn't, you know, we didn't think he deserved the money that he was getting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I, it's it's something where you look at your top shortstops in the league. I think Trey Turner came off the board obviously with the Philly signing him, And I thought that was a much better established mm-hmm. shortstop than Carlos Correa. Now Carlos Correa, obviously he did great with Houston, but he had a lot of good supporting cast. And then yep. he was injured with the twins. And then he kind of showed some good signs there, but he wasn't like amazing. Right. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. yeah, then this happened, which is just <laughs> fucking weird. So it really is. Yeah. And then to kind of round out the rest of the free agent signings in terms of the bigger names, you got Dansby going to the Cubs. You got Rodon yep. going to the Yankees, which I was surprised the Yankees stole him and like came in and stole him because he was talking to the Mets. He was talking yep. to the Giants again. He was talking mm-hmm. to the Rangers. He was talking to kind of everybody. I think even the Padres and the Yankees mm-hmm. kind of come out of nowhere and take them. 
And then well, the Yankees probably got desperate. Their rotation isn't, you know, all it's cracked up to be. You know, you don't know what you're gonna get out of Severino. All right. Um, you know, it's a, they're saying they lost what Tyon to uh um he went to was it the Cubs? Right. So, you lost you know, Tyon, you lost uh boy, uh Jordan Montgomery in a trade yep. last year. Yep. So uh yeah, I mean it's a little hurt. I mean, they got some reserves there they had Clark Schmidt and right. we'll, find, we'll see what they're like. Obviously Garrett Cole's the ace of that staff. So we'll yeah. see, we'll see what there's like, but then JD Martinez took less money to go to, <laughs> Do- to Dodgers, which was really an impressive move. And then Andrew uh, Benatendi, yeah. I, I was predicting he was going to go to the Cubs and said he mm-hmm. went to the South side. He went to the Chicago white Sox, which Man. that's one that's kind of, if you're looking at deals being held up, that's one to look at too, because they haven't really totally officially announced Andrew Benatendi as a White Sox, they say that he's accepted the offer. They say that he the, he's going to be a White Sox, but at the same right. time, you know that's what people are saying. But they haven't come out and officially declared him a White Sox yet, which is really interesting. God, are they going to get cold feet too? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a pretty player friendly deal. I mean, yeah. for as low as he signed for, I was like, wow, I'm surprised the Yankees didn't try to go after him yeah. for, for that or more. I agree. Yeah, he could still use the help. I mean, you know, they got judged back, they got rode down, but they still got mm-hmm. some uh, some question marks on their team. So yeah, they really do take that take that next step, especially in the AL East with how many good teams they got in there right now, excluding right. the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Orioles from that same division, they they had Adam Frazier, and then yeah, the hey, Boston Red Sox yeah. ended up getting Justin Turner. Yeah, big red right there. Huh? All right. There you which go. is a weird kind of a signing. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and then Michael Brantley, obviously in the West, he went back. He went back, back to the did, Astros. Back, so yeah, I, I was a little surprised about that. I thought he'd be uh, packing his bags and going elsewhere, but back to Houston. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he went back to Houston. <clears throat> which I mean, Houston needs another hitter. Yeah, I think they mostly should be worried about their their rotation since losing Verlander. Yep. But yep, uh, it's kind of interesting to see. So if we're looking at the the free agent tracker right now. Oh boy. <laughs> I think you're leading it. I mean, you got Dan's I, you, you predicted Dansby to the Cubs, Dansby yep. Swanson. You predicted Brandon Nimmo to the to the Mets, okay. uh, Aaron Judge to the Yankees, and Jacob deGrom to the Rangers. So I think four, I got four. Basically gonna win it because <laughs> I got Gene Segura going to the Mariners, which I don't think they've talked to him in a long time. <laughs> no. And Adam Duvall to the Braves, and then you got him uh to the Reds. So yeah. I've only got two right with Trey Turner and Aaron Judge. We both had Carlos Correa right up until this morning. Yeah, we did. Oh well. There you go. Oh man. Yeah, you know, four and it's it's you know not 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 great, but it's it's okay. I'll take it. Yeah, I, just, I see a lot of red though for me. So <laughs> yeah, I mean the off season's full of surprises, and you're really always going to get free agents that aren't predictable because this year was kind of unpredictable. I think the the gimmies were Aaron Judge. I think we yep. always knew he was going to be a Yankee. I think we always knew uh, Trey. I, I kind of figured Trey Turner was going to be with the Phillies just because they were the only team that was really talking to him, mm-hmm. and I think that was the only place he wanted to go. Yeah. So, yep. and I and I know Bryce Harper had a big push behind that. So makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So you know, and plus Trey Turner is an old. You know, he used to be at the Nationals. I mean, he came up with with Bryce Harper. Yep. I mean, it just the whole thing fucking makes sense. So, yep. uh, those are kind of the gimmies. But yeah, I mean, I remember Jacob Degrom going to the Rangers. It was just a fucking totally outside of what I thought was going to happen. Justin Verlander to the Mets. I mean, that I was not expecting. Yeah, uh, the, that one. Uh, no, no, 
Yeah. It didn't seem like a fit. I mean, if he was going to go to any big market, I expected the Dodgers. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, if if any big market. Yeah, but he just seems like a a mid-market type of guy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, the Mets definitely came as a shock, but the Mets just, they cleaned up in this offseason. Holy cow. Well, I guess taking that into consideration, I mean, Steve, looking at the big names are kind of off the board now. Yeah. Exception of maybe a couple, two or three or what have you, but the majority of the big names, the ones we were waiting for all season. In your mind, Steve, I guess who won free agency? Who won who won uh out of the teams who won it in your eyes? Obviously the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> they are the biggest losers in free agency, yeah. I think. Um I would say the Mets, honestly, with with yeah. just top to bottom, all the all the improvements that they made, the big contracts they took on. They got you know Nemo, Verlander, Correa. They yeah. you know, the list goes on. They uh they've made massive upgrades in a lot of positions to a team that, you know, made the playoffs. They should have won the uh the the East last year, but they lost out to the Braves at the last minute. And I think the moves that they made just show that we're here and we're not just here to to make the playoffs, we're here to to win the World Series. So right. I mean, yep. it's it's big, right? I mean, yep. a lot of their weaknesses last year, they've been able to kind of fill those voids. I mean, right yep. off the bat, they re-signed Edwin Diaz, five years, yep. 102 million off the bat. And then from there, it was like, let's kick it in overdrive. Boys. <laughs> I mean, they, they got Kodai Senga. They ended yep. up getting I forgot about that Jeez. Japanese pitcher. They got uh, Jose Katana, a great left-handed yep. pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they rounded it out with Brandon Nimmo in their outfield and yep. Carlos Correa. Who they're saying right now is that third base, which really? is interesting. Yeah, which okay. is interesting. I see the thing is, I like Jeff McNeil at second base. I think yeah. Jeff McNeil is the second baseman, right? I mean, he is yeah. he's everything you want in a second baseman. So in shortstop, like you and I were kind of talking about, I think Lindor is a better shortstop personally than Carlos yep. Correa. But Carlos, he's a big guy. So playing third is not outside of the realm of possibility, but I don't think he's really ever played third before. No, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. So he's going to have to learn a new position in the bright lights of New York. Right. This just has disaster written all over it. Right. It, it really does. New York, they, they're they on you quick. They love you in a heartbeat, but they also forget you in a, uh, uh, in a heartbeat as well. So They really do. You know. So he's going to not only be joining a major market team like the Mets in New York, and he's also going to learn a new position. That's it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough, but obviously they got him for the bat, right? I mean, that's yeah, oh, definitely that's not, the main not for that defense. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, it's kind of a stacked fucking lineup, man. I mean, you got Pete Alonzo at first, McNeil at second. You got shortstop Lindor, Carlos Correa at uh, third base. Uh, catcher, you know, they're they're they have a lot of young guns coming up, but Francisco Alvarez is seemingly their guy of the future, yeah. not James McCann, who they've already talked about. <laughs> Wait, James McCann, around. he's still around, right? You're right, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, he's still around. Wow, okay, right? Wow, I, I saw him uh post on Instagram in the offseason. He's got the dad bod working for him, I'll just say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. I think he's enjoyed getting paid when he got yep. paid and that's kind of it, you know, but this isn't not, this is a really nice rotation too. You got Verlander, yep. Scherzer, Quintana, Senga, Carlos Carrasco's uh-huh. in there who I think they're trying to trade. They are. They're trying to peddle his you know, 15 million or whatever it is a year. So, right. Yeah. And then they <laughs> shirt up the bullpen by signing David Robertson. Man. So, yeah, 
It's a good looking team, man. It's it really a very, is. very good looking team. Starling Marte, remember they signed him last year? Oh, geez, I forgot about that. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's their right fielder right now. So can play center and right field. So, man, good. I mean, I think left field, I mean, you could probably go between McNeil and uh, Mark Canna, but okay. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. they've just signed so many good players. <laughs> they really have. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, yeah, so man. I, they're, they're my winner, I would say. My, if I were to say one man, oh boy, it's pretty tough, right? I, yeah. I think there's, I love what the Phillies did with signing Trey Turner. Yep. Uh, I love that they didn't re-sign uh, Noah Syndergaard. Yep. I think that was really worked in their favor because they really do have a good rotation kind of without him, but I'm just going to go, Ooh, boy, the Cubs. I don't think the Cubs are there yet. They've had a pretty decent off season, but I, I think I'm, they did. Yeah. I, I do like what they did. I, I think they did a lot especially of good if, things. Especially if Bellinger can have a fresh start and be the Bellinger of 2019. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. So. But it's just, I still can't justify why they peddled all that talent just yep. to try to rebuild again. Rebuild. And those guys were, are still pretty young. It's Baez, Bryant. I mean, you just, Rizzo. you're just going to get Rizzo. You're going to get rid of those guys. I and mean, they're yeah. still pretty young. I don't know. It's just, it's weird, but. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Contreras! Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, to me, it was that was another thing they they couldn't sign Contreras, so it's really hard picking them as a winner. But I, I think if I'm going to choose anybody, I, I'm going to take low hanging fruit on the New York Yankees signing Aaron Judge. Okay, yeah, just because making him the captain too, making him the captain. That, yeah. yeah, and that kind of leads into our next thing. I mean, they they did what the franchise should do. I mean, this is the famed Yankees franchise, right? So. Yep. You got to sign a guy that the fans fucking love, a guy who's yep. arguably the best Yankee since Derek Jeter. Yep. They signed him. They finally did the deal right. They they upped Cashman, which could be good or bad. We don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> sure I think that, on that. Right. I, I think Brett Boone, that means, or Brett Boone, I think Aaron Boone's on the chopping block then because oh, yeah. it's kind of World Series or bust for him. Yep. So, but I, but I, I, I really liked what the Yankees did. I don't think they tried to do too much this offseason. They made their focus on Aaron Judge and yep. Stephen Pass. You and I both know, and this happens in every sport when the team focuses on one free agent more than the other free agent that used to be on their team. That makes yeah. that guy kind of feel like slighted, right? Yep. yep. So they said, we're not going to worry about any of these big free agents. Yep. I mean, you've heard the rumors, man. You heard Ben Intendi yeah. might re-sign with him. You heard that Justin Verlander could be there. Trey Turner could be their shortstop of the future, right? Nope. And nope. Josh Bell, I mean, there was all these Andrew Bogarts, all this, Carlos <laughs> Correa, but then they're like, no, we're not going to do any of that outside noise. We're just going to focus on our guy, yep. Aaron Judge, Mr. MVP, right? Yep. Yeah. And you know, Hal Steinbrenner said that in the press conference. He, he made it about family. Um, he did. Basically, he said that you're, you're, you're a Yankee I can't picture anywhere else as a Yankee or you're a part of the family here. You know, yeah. It, it should stay that way. Yeah. yeah. Just so. like Fast and the Furious. We're family. <laughs> We're exa- exactly. On all 81 of those movies. Yes. Yes. Did you get a chance <laughs> to look at the press conference? I saw the, I no, saw I the re I, the re air of it. Okay. I, saw, uh, I mean, I saw bits and pieces and I saw his interview with MLB network with Matt Harold. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't catch the whole thing. I mean, obviously snooze fest, but <laughs> yeah. the big thing about it was the uh, he's becoming captain. And I love yep. seeing Derek Jeter there, Yep, I did which reinvigorates like Derek Jeter could be with that organization yep. again in the front office, which yep. I really fucking want Yep, if he's just not going to be an owner. And right. another thing that was really cool there, they had 
Willie Randolph there. That's what's up. Yeah. They had, and I don't know if there was any other performer captains. So Aaron judge becomes the 16th captain in New York Yankees history. And that's behind which I'll name them off right now. Clark okay. Griffith, uh, kid Elberfeld, okay. uh, Hal chase, Frank chance. These are in order, by the way, Roger Peck and Pa, Babe Ruth, Everett okay. Scott. Don't know who he is. Lou no. Gehrig. Okay. Thurman, and, then, and then between Lou Gehrig and Thurman Munson, I mean, <sighs> you're talking almost 40 years. I was going to say there's a long time between there. Wow. Right. Wow. Mickey Mantle was never a captain. Huh? Mickey Mantle was never a captain. And then after Thurman Munson goes to Greg Nettles, old Nettles. Good old Nettles. Yeah. Will, Willie Randolph, Ron Guidry, yeah. Don Mattingly. Got to love Donnie Baseball. Yeah. And then, of course, one of our favorites, Derek Jeter. And now. So they really, they really pumped it on those 70s Yankees teams. huh? I noticed that. As, and they were like some of the captains. worst Yankees. Yeah. Teams. So, I mean, they won those back-to-back titles. That's great. But they really, they used one, two, four members of that 77, 78 team were captains at one point. Right. Re- really holding on to that, uh, that time. And then Donnie baseball took over and then, you know, Derek Jeter after that, but yeah, they really, wow. You know, so to go from Lou Gehrig all the way, you know, a big gap to Thurman Munson and then pop, 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 pop. It, it's kind of odd, but um. yeah, that is very odd. And especially <laughs> your best Yankees teams were in the fifties and the sixties yeah, and you but, had no captain. Yeah. And those are arguably some of the greatest tell, players tell that ever y- wore down Yogi the uniform. Ba- Yogi Berra couldn't have been a captain at one point or Mickey man. Right. Or Billy Martin, Whitey Ford, Whitey somebody Ford. like, yeah, really? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly dude, like that to me, that's so shocking. And I don't yeah, know yeah. if that, if that, I don't know how that, what that says, because maybe it's just, ownership changed Could maybe be. the ownership yeah. was different before Steinbrenner took over because he took over in the 70s right so yeah yeah mid 70s there and I remember in uh, the Ken Burns baseball the documentary that was one of the things Steinbrenner wanted when when he took over the franchise was he wanted to reinstitute re re put out the uh the captain brand again yep. so and obviously that happened with Thurman Munson and yep. obviously the late great Thurman Munson which yeah. out of all out of Thurman Munson Greg Nettles Willie Randolph and Ron Ron Guidry was probably the best captain they had oh, yeah, before I Don Mattingly so. and Derek Jeter uh-huh I agree yeah they were yeah Nettles Randolph Guidry good in their own right but right captain no no I think of you know leader yeah you know, and uh Nettles, Randolph Gidry, not really leading. <laughs> yeah, Munson, not- Munson, yes. Don Mattingly to be uh you know the face of those bad 80s teams. Yeah. Oof. And Derek Jeter, the uh the cat, you know, the the leader throughout the, the dynasty in the nineties into the two thousands. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. So yeah, no, we'll, um, we'll, we'll just take Nettles, Randolph Gidry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like it ever existed. Like well, it never existed. Well, it's kind of funny too, because Donnie Baseball, I think he was the last with the Yankees in 94, 95. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for him because he was there in, in 95. He retired, and then they started winning all those titles. <laughs> right. <laughs> and know? then it shows just how stingy they were with captain status because yeah. Derek Jeter never became a captain until the until, 03. I was going to say until early 2000s there. Yeah. He had to so, really earn it. <laughs> right. Right, dude. So that says a lot, man. It says a lot yeah. about that franchise, and it makes you like them even more. I mean, yep. I mean, to go from Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and then, like I said, all the way to Thurman Munson. I mean, you really, I mean, I guess you could say those 50s and 60 Yankees, they were kind of party boys. A lot of them were. Oh, yeah. Right. Mickey Mantle, Whitey Ford. I mean, those yep. guys in their own right were very uh, promiscuous yes. and made headlines, not just for baseball. Right. So 
and they were the leaders of that. They were the leaders of the respective team. So I'm sure it was very hard to make them the yeah. <laughs> the captains where somebody like their Munson family guy, you okay. know what I mean? Stuff, yep. you know, so it's like, OK, I get it. But yep. it's uh, it's interesting. It, it was a really cool presser in, the, in those terms because yeah. it was a it was a look back at history. And I'll say that about Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner yep. and the Steinbrenner family that they want to intact that legacy right yep. that, that yankee tradition and, yeah uh, man and uh yeah and you know george steinbrenner was very much about family yeah he was have, must have passed that down to hal because hal kind of channeled his inner george steinbrenner there when he you know, yeah. had his discussions with judge so yeah he really did and yeah and i wonder if it was one of those things right where the Steinbrenners are like, listen, Brian, we'll extend you, but you gotta sign Aaron yeah, Judge. Get Aaron could, Judge, yeah. Because if we know from Brian Cashman, I don't if you ever watched the the Derek Jeter documentary, he was really against extending Derek Jeter throughout his career. So it seemed like Cashman wasn't that kind of guy. Like he's okay with moving on, kind of like Jerry Krause yeah. was. Yep, yep. Where if they with the, you know, with the Chicago yep, Bulls, there, there, there is no one part that's greater than the team. Right. That's what, you know, that's what Jerry Krause was always all about. Right. It was a, a team. It's a, it's an organization thing. No one, one player is bigger than the, the, the sum of the parts. Yeah. And yeah. they were happy to move on. Right. They're yep. like, okay, well this means nothing. Yeah. It's like, thank you for the past, but we're looking to the yep. future. Exactly. And as a GM, you gotta be right. But I think there yep. is that sense of nostalgic. Uh, you, you gotta nostalgia. There's that sense of, we have to keep the people who made us in house. Yeah. Right. Yep. Somehow, some way. Yep. And Aaron judges that guy, you know? Yeah. So, so they got their Christmas wish and, and taking Christmas wish uh, into consideration here, Steve, I thought it'd be very fun to kind of do what we did last year. I kind of dug into uh, the old scripts from last okay. year. We basically did the same thing. Yeah. But last year we did them all like, like, so <laughs> oh, I, I yeah, think, was so we did, each of us did all 30 teams or whatever, all right? 30 teams. It was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm tired after that, after that, man, I tell you. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to kind of do a speed round, give every team one Christmas wish, but we'll break okay. it up in leagues, right? You do okay. the NL, I do the yep. AL, and then next year we'll we'll swap. We'll flip it. We'll I flip like it. This. So yeah. it's kind of starting with you, Steve, in the NL. <laughs> Let's go. In the NL East and going, you're working your way down. What is yeah. one wish, Christmas wish, on the wish list for every team uh, for this uh, coming holiday? Um. I'm going to start with the NL East. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Mets. Uh, I wrote, my, you know, originally division championship. I'm going to go World Series championship now. Wow, yeah, with, with the with the yeah. signing, kind of have to. Uh, when when we were making the rundown, I, I was writing our wishes yesterday. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm going to change up. I'm going to go World Series championship for the Mets. Uh, Braves, uh, healthy Ronald Acuna. Phillies, a dominant Trey Turner. Marlins, continued growth in pitching staff. Nats. World peace. Um, that, team, <laughs> that team fucking sucks. I, I, I honestly, I don't know. A wish, maybe, uh, to win yeah. 50, fifty games. But I, I look at that team. I don't see any talent on there, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh maybe a 50, 60 win season. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right. maybe, 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 dude. maybe not lose a hundred games. I don't know. But, we could yeah. see a, uh, we could see them break a single season record. For dude, they losses. might. I'm, I'm looking at this team, and you know, they've dumped Soto. And this team's just not any good. Yeah, when your biggest <laughs> when your biggest signing is Candelario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe maybe hope to strike gold with the first pick. Or sorry, maybe. that's a, that's the Pirates. Sorry, that's the Pirates. That's right. <laughs> that's the Pirates. Yeah. So they don't even get that. Yeah. Um, 
moving on to the central NL central for the Cubs, uh, Bellinger back in MVP form. Yeah, yeah. Brewers, uh, a resurgence in Yelich. I think I say that every year with the Brewers. I'm really just hoping this is going to be the year. Cardinals, NL pennant. I mean, I see the talent on this team. They they flamed out in the playoffs. I think NL, NL pennant should be a wish for them. Pirates, Brian Reynolds to stay. Obvious, right? Yep. And uh, Red's a healthy Hunter Green because when he's on, uh, you know, he's he was up and down last year, but when he's on, he's an extremely dominant pitcher. So yeah. NL West, Dodgers, a healthy pitching staff all season. Uh, haven't seen that in a while, especially Kershaw. Uh, yeah. Padres, division title and dominance over the Dodgers. Yep. Diamondbacks, continued growth of their young core. Giants, contend for a wild card berth, but now you've lost Correa. Good luck. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm still going to go contend for a wild card berth because, you know, you got, you got some players. You, know, you still got a lot of what you had from that 100-something uh, win season, but. You know, just just contend. Rockies, Chris Bryant to actually play. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. my NL wish list for uh, for this uh, for this season here. So Rockies, uh, I think Rockies also. You know, looking at them, I mean, Chris Bryant to play would be a godsend for them. Yeah. I mean, I mean that makes so much sense. Year? I don't even know if he made that much, man. I mean, yeah. it was, <laughs> it was pathetic. I mean, he, yeah, it was pretty bad. And, and hopefully he's a little bit better, you know, coming into this year. But I remember yeah. it's time for their other youngsters, like Ryan McMahon and, and Brendan Rogers to make their 42, next step. Sorry. 42 games. He, 42. Was so, he was so bad. He didn't even make the, uh, I'm looking at last year's team, the starting lineup. He wasn't even listed on there yet. Yet that was their big free agent signing for uh, the last off season. That yeah. Crazy? That's <laughs> I mean, they're good. They're good Christmas wish list for a lot of these teams. I mean, a lot of them are kind of have a lot to lose. I, I'm guessing going to ask you right now, Steve, between yeah. the Mets, between yeah. these big teams that signed a lot of people, right. uh, the Phillies, uh, yep. the payroll they have with uh, Bryce Harper, with Trey Turner now, Real Muto, and obviously yep. Nick Castellanos. Yep. And then you have the Mets with their gigantic payroll. <laughs> and then baseball, I think. Right. Right. Uh, we could even say the Cardinals because the Cardinals kind of have a bigger payroll now. The Dodgers and the Padres. Steve, out of all those teams I just listed, who has the most to lose? That's a tough think, one. I'm going to go with the Mets, honestly. Wow. All the, all the moves that they made this offseason, they put the target square on their back. Steve Cohen show that he is here. He wants to win a World Series. And uh, I think that they have the biggest target on their back because they're arguably in the, the biggest city in the world, New York City. Yeah. So. You know, and they're they're tired of playing second fiddle to the Yankees, and yeah, I think that they got the most to lose here with all the stuff, the, all the moves they made, and uh, they're basically put their 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 balls out and say we're going for it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good call, man. That's a good call. You know, AL, <laughs> AL. Moving on to the AL, another team that has a lot to lose. I'm going to start with the AL East for my wish yeah. list. And it's the New York Yankees at number one right here. It's World Series or bust for them. I mean, at this point, it's time to quit fucking around. You've signed your big guy. You have the pieces in place. It's kind of World Series or bust. I mean, we've seen them get ousted in the playoffs the last couple of years. And we've we've seen them not make the playoffs in the past. We've seen Girardi get fired. And, and now it's time. Now with Aaron Boone and Aaron Boone's looking at possibly his job on the line. It's World Series or bust for this team. There's actually no excuses anymore. I mean, it's you got to win the division. You got to go to the World Series. Uh, for the Red Sox, you got to build a legit foundation. I mean, <laughs> when you lost Xander Bogarts, there went your foundation, and people are jumping ship up faster than the Titanic off this thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
in comes Trevor Story, out goes Xander Bogarts, out goes um, uh, uh, JD Martinez, right? I mean, yeah. you have a banged up Chris Sale. He just, what is Devers. this team? Right. Yeah. Devers. Devers. Devers is like the last good person left on that uh-huh. team. And it's, what is this team? Right. If, if Devers is your foundation, then build off of him and legitly build off him. Don't just go for free. Cause as much as I liked that Trey Turner or Trey Turner, that like Trevor story, the Trevor story signing, it was a desperation move. Right. It totally was. I think yeah. they should have saved some of that money and put it towards Xander Bogarts, but obviously yep. they didn't want to do that. So, yeah, for them, uh, for the Rays, Wander Franco needs to take the next step in his career and become a star. I mean, he basically has to be a healthy Tatis Jr., yeah. right? I mean, he he needs to take that next level. I mean, last year was okay, but it wasn't the springboard we thought he'd have on his first full season. Nope. So it's time for him. They're, the Rays' wish list is for Franco to take the next step. Now, the Jays, the Blue Jays, they need to move further in the postseason. They got a little taste of the postseason in that first round. They got ousted. Yep. On to the next one, right? They yeah. they need to go a little bit farther now, you know. So we're talking about the AL CS would be great for these guys to get in there and yep. and and be one of the last four teams, right? The last four teams uh, mm-hmm. from the two in the National League and two in the American League. They need to be one of those teams. So I think for them, their young guys have good. They've taken that next step. They've signed the free agents. They need to sign. They have the pitching staff in order. They have the bats. It's time to win in the postseason. And then. Rounding it out with the Orioles. And man, this is a really good division. So rounding it out yeah. with the Orioles, Adley Rushman needs to become the leader of the team on and off the field. Much like Johnny yeah. Bench was with the big red machine in the 1970s. Adley Rushman is arguably the best catcher in the last decade to be drafted. So I think, and they know that. And they moved him up and he actually started to pick it up really good last season. He's going to pick up where he left off potentially, but he's going to have to be that leader in in the clubhouse and outside the clubhouse. So I'm looking forward to them, but for their wish list, Adley Rushman needs to be everything and more that they drafted. So moving over to the AL Central, the White Sox, they need a better pitching staff. Maybe acquire an ace because Giolito ain't it, man. I, I know ever they put when they got him from the Nationals way back, they're looking at this guy's the ace. I even bought into it. I drank the Kool-Aid. I thought Giolito was it. Me too. I've seen this guy pitch so many times now, and I really can't stand him right now. And <laughs> I just I think they need an ace. I think they should have really kind of focused on that more this offseason. Begged Rodon to maybe come back, maybe right. been a player for somebody like uh, Jacob deGrom, you know, yeah. so something like that. But they, they, their wish list is an ace. They need an ace to emerge. Now, the Guardians, I like the Guardians lineup. I was looking at the Guardians lineup last night. It actually looks pretty dope. The only thing that they're kind of missing is a run driving outfielder. They don't have an outfielder who can drive in runs. Like mm-hmm. at all. And that's nope. like kind of the surprising point for me. Like I, you have Steven Kwan, which is good. Oscar Gonzalez. Eh, yeah. Right. And yep. Miles Straub. Yeah. Right. But he's a, he can get on base. He's a guy yeah. that gets on base, but he's not a guy that brings in runs. Right. Right. He's more of like an Ian Kinsler. He sets the table, but he can't, yep. he can't clean it. So, or yeah, clear. have that elder bell in their lineup. Like they you know, had in the nineties or something like that. That big, you know, Jim Tomey, big, big, bat. right. In, in the outfield there. So. In the outfield, right. Because in yeah. the infield, we already know they have Josh Bell and obviously they have Jose Ramirez. Ramirez yeah. But we need that. We need that run-producing guy in the outfield because those guys are all like leadoff hitters and bottom-of-the-lineup guys. So they kind of need to establish um, some run-driving outfielders. For the Tigers, I'm just going to put it plain and simple without going into too much <laughs> detail because it's just going to piss me off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, they need to that. find... 
They need to find an identity, Steve, a way to win. They just don't have an identity. They don't have a way to win right now. It's just a bunch of young guys and a bunch of no-namers. I mean, really. Yep. And it's 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 about as good as world peace with the Washington Nationals. Like <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty bad, man. So yep. if Torkin Green could kind of re-emerge as being the guys, then we're yep. talking something. But until then, what the fuck are we talking about, right? So... Old Cabrera um, on his oh, last leg. It's one of the most embarrassing teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was so excited about this team at the beginning of last year, That's and true. now I just I'm utterly like I'm more excited about the Lions right now, which is uh-huh. sad, which never happens. So it's and, and this will piss you off more. I'm more excited about the Pistons. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean the Pistons. And they stink have too, a but at least they have future. at least they have more of a future than the uh, the Tigers do. Right Amen now. to that. Yeah. No, they really do, dude. So. <laughs> The team need, wishes to find an identity. Uh, the Twins, they need to get that that Carlos Correa taste out of their mouth. Yeah, They need a healthy and productive Royce Lewis. This is a first-round pick from a, f- a handful of years back. This guy is actually a five-tool player. This guy can do it all. They just need him to be healthy. The one thing he couldn't do since they drafted him is be healthy and be that go-to guy. I mean, last year was supposed to be hit. I mean, and he has come up and played, but... He has, he's kind of like uh, kind of like Wander Franco, right? Yeah, uh, yep. He's kind of had that so far. They need him to be their Carlos Correa. So, uh, and then moving on to the Royals, Bobby Witt Jr. needs to become their version of Derek Jeter, plain and simple. Yeah. They drafted him high. They love this shortstop. Uh, they can't believe they got the shortstop. So yeah. this is the guy you're building around. So at that point, so since you know that, build around them like the Yankees did with Derek Jeter. Obviously you're not going to be able you're not going to probably spend a bunch of money cuz you have a cheap owner but <laughs> yeah. But he needs to be their version of Derek Jeter. Now moving over to the AL West, the Mariners need the Mariners hope and wish to win the West over the Astros because right now it's the Astros to lose. Yep. Right? I mean, you have the Rangers who are trying to compete, you have you have the Angels who suck, uh the <laughs> A's who suck. And that's basically it. So the Mariners are kind of the only team that can really compete with the Astros right now. So they need to win the West. That's their wish list or uh, uh, that's their wish uh, for Christmas. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels, a healthy Mike Trout last couple of years has been kind of injured. They need a healthy, healthy Mike Trout. They need him and Shohei Otani just to go. And with a healthy Mike Trout and those two swinging the bat, you know, they'll be in games offensively. But I could easily sit there and say pitcher for them, but we've we've been wishing they've had a pitcher for like a long time now. <laughs> yeah. And they got Reed Detmers, who's kind of cool. We'll see what he has, and we'll see what some of these other younger uh, pieces they have. But I think a healthy Mike Trout's where they need what where they're going to start. Kind of begins and ends with Mike Trout. So uh, the A's, the A, we don't know what the A's are anymore. <laughs> we don't even. I can barely name like three players in the A's. I mean, that's. I mean, I can name a lot of players in the A's, but they're not good, right? No. So. They need to find their next Matt Olson or Matt Chapman. I mean, that was one thing they had going for them for a few years is they had those, the mats, the Matt yep. show, right? And it was, they had good bats in that lineup and they kind of need to find that. And that might come out of trades that might come out of their farm system, which that's mostly where it will come from. Yep. And I have faith in it because they've always had a good farm system. So that's what they need to find is their next Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. Now for the Rangers, Bruce Bochy, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and Jacob DeGrom lead team to win the West. That's exactly what they built this team to do. Uh, they spent so much money on free agency. We're not even talking about, like, and it's kind of scary that it's all free agency and not really much that they've brought up from the minors. Yeah. So they're counting on their free agents to kind of push them to win. I don't think it's going to work, uh, but we'll see. Uh, they're hoping to win the West with 
this botten team right so <laughs> and last but not least for the world series defending astros they want some they need they they're wishing for somebody to emerge from the rotation to pick up where jv left off is that going to be valdez uh is going to be garcia we don't know man i mean it's it, at this point it's anybody's guess is going to be one of their younger guns force whitley maybe come he was a high uh, you know, he was a top gun in their farm system before injuries and bad play kind of kept him down there. So who's going to be their guy to emerge? Because right now, offensively, they're a powerhouse. But nope. in the rotation, that's where it's going to make or break this team. So that is my wish list for them, Steve. Yeah. So AL, do you think AL East, is that the best division in all of baseball? 100%. 100% I mean, yeah. I, I no longer think the AL Central sucks. I actually think the AL Central is a lot better than we give them credit for, minus the right. Tigers. Yeah, but yeah, but I really like the AL Central. But yeah, I think the AL East is you're going to get your your wild cards out of there. You're gonna yeah. uh, who's going to win that division? I think the it's sad to say, but the Red Sox are like the worst in that division right now. They are, yeah, yep, sad. Yep, it is, it is. But yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think you could name more members of the A's than I can because you know they just traded Sean Murphy, so that was the last guy that I could remember that was on the team. <laughs> It's so, looking oh, bad, bro. It's yeah, yeah. they're yeah. great. We they're kind of like the pirates, man. They've always yeah. drafted really well. Yeah. They can scout really well. They found find some way to do yeah. money ball and put a team together yeah. that can kind of compete really good and sometimes make the playoffs, sometimes go deep in the playoffs, but they're just never a cons- serious contender, right? I'm so. curious to see what what'll happen with uh because Billy Bead stepped away finally, right? Yeah, he did. So. He's yeah, he stepped away for a while now and yeah. I, I wonder what the, what the next iteration of this team is going to be. Yeah, like you know? what what you know. Speaking of identities, was their next identity going to be? Are right. they going to continue the money ball look, or are they going to try something different? So yeah, I mean, it's going to yeah. have to be. I mean, the way they're trading seems money ballish, but it seems yeah. like let's save money, but let's put a lot of stock into hopefully development. And right. That could pay off, but then you're just kind of coming to this Pittsburgh Pirate kind of thing, yeah. where it's a never ending sort. You know what I mean? It's just never ending. Yep. Yep. So it'll be fun. Yes. Santa better deliver for these teams. We'll yes, see. Better. Um, shall we head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Up from East Carlos Rodon, up $7.10. 92.33% market price. $14.79 right now is his market value. Um, 2015 Top Allen and Ginter Mini, A&G Black. Um 2022 tops heritage high number and his 2022 tops upgrade rainbow foil. So he's up and staying up down is surprisingly is Adley Rushman. And I don't know why probably it's just the season hasn't started yet. Numbers are right. flexing, but it's mostly his rookie stuff. So down $44 and four cents. That's a 57.86% decrease market price right now. So it's around $32 and seven cents, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically an emphasis on his Bowman stuff. So if you want to get some cheap stuff, it's 2020 Bowman Chrome prospect. Uh, 2022 Tops Heritage Miners, number 108. And of course, uh, one of his better ones, 2021 Bowman Prospect, number BP121. Wow. All right. Uh, up for me this week is uh, Max Scherzer, up $6.46, or a 32.86% increase to a market value of $26.12. Up cards include his 2012 Tops Heritage, number 88, and his 2009 Tops, number 224. Down this week is the judge. Aaron Judge, not much though, guys. All right, it's uh, down a dollar ninety or four point eight two 
percent uh, decrease to market value of thirty-seven dollars fifty-two cents. Uh, cards to look at would be the two thousand thirteen Bowman Sterling number one draft pick rookie card and his two thousand nineteen Topps finest number fifty-one. Nice. Wow! All right, should we uh, get the candles out, celebrate a birthday here? Let's do it. We got a good one. Uh, it's a happy heavenly birthday to one of the best managers of all time and Hall of Famer Connie Mack, born on December the twenty-second, eighteen sixty-two. Um, Mack, obviously, he was a he was a player, but uh, was best known as a manager. Managed the Pittsburgh Pirates from eighteen ninety-four to eighteen ninety-six. Was best known for his time with the Philadelphia Philadelphia Athletics from get this nineteen oh one to nineteen fifty. Believe that. Manager wow. for 49 years on one team. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, five-time World Series champion, uh, most managerial wins, and also most managerial losses, and most games managed in the major league uh, history. He's on the Philadelphia Baseball Wall of Fame as well as the Athletics uh, Wall, uh, Hall of Fame, inducted by the Veterans Committee in 1937. A little trivia on Connie Mack is Giants manager John McGraw called the A's, Philadelphia A's, they was managing uh, by Connie Mack, a white elephant. Mack didn't hmm. fire back. Instead, he adopted a white elephant as the A's team logo, which it still is. I was wondering how the A's got that logo. So That was from, wow, John McGraw, no kidding. Yeah. Now you know. So a uh, happy uh, heavenly birthday there to Connie Mack. And I love it. It never wore a uh, uh, jersey or anything in the dugout. Always had the shirt and tie. and It was very businesslike in the dugout. That had to have been hot as balls in the oh, summer. Oh, dude, in the summer. Oh, man, yeah. And you know Sweating he's peeling that fucker off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. game, you know? Oh, man. So, yeah, happy birthday to Connie Mack. Happy birthday, Connie. Yeah, he, I believe, was the second inductee right in sock in so, clad yep. class yep, 36 so. is the first class so he yep. been uh, so 37 yeah yeah connie mack but yeah like you said one of the best managers in baseball yep. ever had yep yeah. so this week steve before we end the show <laughs> oh boy yeah this is uh kind of we're gonna start doing some a little trivia every week kind of mix it up and then kind of you know we'll take our records or something at one point and be like oh who got the most right who got the most all right oh, but boy. uh i got a question of the week for you Okay. All right. Uh, so this kind of rounds up the show here. My question of the week, Steve, are you ready for it? I'm ready. Slap All it right. on me. All right, man. There has only been, there has been only one former number one draft pick to win a Cy Young award. Who is it? This guy was drafted number one. Number one. He's the only former number one draft pick to win a Cy Young. And the only former number one draft pick to win a Cy Young. And I can tell you the MLB draft started in 1965. So you got a long way to go. I got a long way back to think here. Yeah. Okay. And all right. Let me think. Look through my picks. Uh, You're going to kick me while I'm down here, Mike. Uh, Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer. Uh, Is that your final answer? That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Nope. Because I know because I know Verlander was drafted number two, so uh, All right. we we know he's not it. So no, nope. no, it was uh, David Price. Oh, yeah, he was go. drafted uh, two thousand one, number one to yeah. the Rays, okay. and then he won the Cy Young in two thousand twelve. Come on, Steve, get your head yeah. out of your ass. Huh? You know, I was looking at all the number one picks, and you know, there's a lot of good ones, of course, but man, a lot of shit shows for pitchers. Yeah. A lot yeah. of shit shows. The people that either were journeyman were flamed out after so many years. I yeah. mean, something that didn't even make the, the majors. I mean, it's man. Good for you, David price. Yeah. Speaking of flaming out at the end, David price. David <laughs> price. And who flipped that? Yeah. But, okay. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. And I learned something here. So that's good. Yeah. So that's, that's and, a uh, fucking show. Everybody. That that's is. our, 
our Christmas show. Steve, you got uh, uh, well, I, well, before I, I go into that, um, everybody listening right now, this will be the last show until 2023. So next go. week we won't have a show. Yep. So just plan or just be prepared for that. And you're uh, sad. I can hear you crying. All right. I know, guys. Okay. It's it's pretty bad. No, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll definitely be back in a couple weeks, but. Yep. In the same time, um, guys, everybody enjoy your holiday. Steve, what you got anything going on? Yeah, yeah. I got, you know, Christmas. I got, you know, Gemma's coming with me here Christmas Eve. So she'll be with me for a couple of weeks starting at that point. So nice. just some time with my parents and uh, time with Gemma. So uh, yeah, good, good family time. How about you? Same, time, just family, same, time. family time. Yeah. Good. Started watching the Christmas movies because as it gets an inch closer, I got to say, Steve, <laughs> I watched White Christmas. Man, that, oh, was no. a, that was a turn. <laughs> you, you hate, oh. oh, I hate it, bro. I hate it so much. Did you really? What did you not like? Just like the story, the 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 sappiness. It or? just wasn't a Christmas. I mean, it was like, it was a Christmas movie, kind of, but it was like, it was yeah. weird. It, it was like there wasn't much Christmas in it, except like the end was very Christmassy. The beginning had a little bit of Christmas when they were talking about going to Vermont and what have you, but like there was like not enough Christmas, and it was oh, like, man. I, I mean, to be honest, Steve. I didn't know it was a musical going into it. So I was like, man, these fuckers are singing a lot. And I'm like, is this a musical? And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, yes, and I'm, not, I'm not a huge musical guy, but like. Uh, I look forward to hearing your take on Holiday Inn. Then. <laughs> oh, right. man. Spoiler alert. There's a little bit of Christmas in that one as well, but a lot of not Christmas. And it's a musical. So, yeah, I was like, man, this is a Christmas movie because it's called White Christmas. But it was like. I don't know, man. I, so I, had to, I have to follow that up with something with another Christmas movie that I, that I know is good. I was watching. I was like, who? I gotta tell Steve this one's a real oh. stinker. <laughs> well, between the two, I like Holiday Inn more than White Christmas. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holiday Inn. I think Holiday Inn is legit. Uh, right up there with It's Wonderful Life for me for for Christmas movies. So It's a Wonderful Life, man. That's yeah. another one I gotta watch. I've watched it before, but like that's that's yep. a classic movie. National yep. Lampoon Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation. I mean, there's so many good ones, man. Elf. Like, Elf. Home Alone, Home Alone, you know, A Christmas Story, obviously. Rudolph and the Red Nosed Reindeer, reindeer. Like Frosty, yeah. Frosty, yeah. All the all said, the Rankin yeah. and Bass specials, uh, which I have most of them, you know, because I'm a Christmas freak. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, got a lot yeah. of work to do. A lot of work to do for <laughs> sure. But in the meantime, everybody, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year, guys. Deuces. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.